I want to kick it off this morning looking at the issue of political killings, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal. Some serious concerns being raised around the pace at which these cases are being investigated and ultimately reaching the courts. You'd remember that Interministerial Committee on Political Killings that um, was set up to try and deal with this problem. However, very little coming out of that province. Uh, Professor Mary de Haas is an honorary research fellow at the School of Law at UKZN and of course she specializes in political violence and policing. Professor de Haas, good morning to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning, Cathy and listeners. It, it seems that it is somewhat impossible um, to crack what is driving political violence in this country. And, you know, we talk about KZN a lot when, when it relates to political violence, but the evidence is that it's beyond KZN, Professor de Haas. Oh, indeed, it's happened. I mean, we see it recently in the Eastern Cape, for example, I think you also have to understand that this is part of a broader culture of violence in South Africa, that uh, people use violence for, uh, you know, killings, threats, intimidation, uh, for all sorts of purposes. And politics is one of them. And politics, of course, has become basically competition over resources, resources in the form of party positions. So you get elected and you get money and you get perks and you get tenders. And that's what politics has become. Mm -hmm. And violence is used to fuel those ambitions. Is that why it's so difficult for officers to investigate? Ah, look, there's two answers to that question. The first is that uh, we we must get rid of that interministerial task team. It's it the the, the, the it, it's their their doings their their goings on are completely opaque. We don't know how cases are selected. We don't know how how people are appointed to them. The minister has absolutely no right to oversee any investigations. All we need is the 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 basic structure that we've always had in policing, uh, supposedly an independent police service, which of course is a bit of a myth because the the commissioner is appointed by the president and the minister is, but but the, the point is in the past we've had structures of professional policing. You start as a constable, you work, you, you work your way up and you're trained as a detective and then uh, the detective's should be handling this. I'll give you an example that a very high-profile case that uh, this, this task team took over is that of Sindita Bagakra. And that case was looking very promising. There was a, a, a member of the uh, a detective, this is before the interministerial team stepped into the scene. There was a, a detective from another province who was making uh, progress. There were arrests, unfortunately, as happens. The guy who killed the trigger was 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 allegedly was killed, but there were other arrests. Bail was denied to the suspects, and then suddenly, these guys are given bail. And when I read the the, the judgment, uh, it it seems that there's very little of substance left in that case. We don't know where the evidence has disappeared to. And then there's another problem with this case. 
that this case has got to court with a lot of important stuff missing because according to what appears to be a classified intelligence report, the hit on Magaka was ordered by rogue elements in crime intelligence and paid for by the, uh, by, the, by the actual state funds. Now, I mean, this is the type of thing that's going on behind the scenes. So, uh, you know, why are you surprised that there's no progress with this political interference? But there's another point I want to make here, and that is that it's, it's, it's kind of very uh, crucial to what we're discussing, but the, it, it's got far broader implications. I don't think people realize what a crisis the SAPS is in. It's a complete crisis. Started with national management. I don't know if people know that hundreds of decent, ordinary police have been expeditiously dismissed simply because they've asked the wrong questions. They're not part of a corrupt, nepotistic uh, cabal in management in provinces. Uh, they've maybe exposed corruption. We have a crisis on our hands, quite mm. frankly. And in the meantime, people are being appointed to the police who are buddies. They've had very little training. They've been reservists. They've been uh, they've been clerical people, and they suddenly get transferred to operational services. You can't you can't run a police service like this. This is another problem altogether. But you can understand that it's the context in which these very badly handled political investigations take place. The morale among the morale among decent members of the police is appalling. Professor De Haas, part of what this does is that um, it continues to entrench a culture of not being accountable uh, and therefore the criminality continues to prevail because if we look and see what has happened to those that have been behind these killings before, there have been very few convictions, very few people that have been sent to jail. At a time where our body politic is probably you know, at a level where it's highly contested, probably the most contested it has been post-democracy. What does this mean for the ability to have a political system that is still free, that is still fair for everybody who wants to participate in it? Look, it, it, the, the consequences of all this are very serious. It's, it's, it's another manifestation of, of, of the state of dysfunctional government, but it's a particularly bad manifestation because it deals with the basic right to safety, the basic right to justice. I mean, something has to be done. There is a lack of accountability. I mean, I have been pushing Parliament over this. I believe they deny it. I believe Parliament oversight has been much too slack in allowing all this to happen. Um, they're supposed to hold the police to account. The other people who are not doing their jobs, and really, it's, I mean, the people who are supposed to have oversight into the police, this, this Parliament, look, IPID is falling apart because Parliament, five years after Concord, ordered that IPID be given independence from the ministry. That has not happened. So... IPID is basically an extension of the ministry, and there's, a, there's internal dissension over that. Now, so Parliament is failing in its oversight. IPID is completely, well, it's under-resourced, but it's also very poor morale at the moment. The other people who should be keeping an eye and guiding the police 
goodness, are the prosecution services. And there are very serious problems with the prosecution services. I, I think we need to pay, we need to, the, the presidency needs to look very closely at what's happening in court. You know, the prosecution service is supposed to guide detectives. It's supposed to say, go back and get more evidence. I am dealing with cases which should have been prosecuted and have not been prosecuted for reasons that are absolutely unclear, except there are allegations of bribery, there's allegations of protection of powerful police. I mean, it's it's actually, it's extremely worrying. Mm. We need to sit up and pay attention and do something about it, starting, I think, with the presidency. Um, the, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not for commissions of inquiry, but I think there needs to be some person appointed, maybe an ombudsperson in the form of a judge, to, to check on what's going on in policing for a start. Professor Dehas, in the same way that we speak about corruption and broken down dysfunctional administrative processes is that, you know, the dysfunction is there for a purpose. So while South Africans may complain about the fact that there's lack of efficiency, we're not able to access the services we want, the system is broken and left broken because there are people who are benefiting from it in that state. Would that be a fair analysis to apply to what we're seeing with the state of policing and particularly these investigations um, that relate to political killings? Look, the, uh, I mean, as I said, it's, it's part of the dysfunctionality of government at the moment, the complete lack of control. The, the, uh, what's happened in the last 10 or 12 years, especially since 2009, is that the police service has been allowed to mushroom into all sorts of, you know, you've got what 200 generals and 400 brigadiers who are completely unnecessary. Most of them are incompetent. They're there because of nepotistic networks. Now, we are paying. I mean, I've spoken to police who've been dismissed for no good reason whatsoever because they're not part of the corrupt cabal or they ask the wrong questions. They have been badly treated management in effect is saying, well, you can take us to court if you want to. We have all the funds at our disposal to fight you. They're using taxpayers' funds to fight personal battles with police who are doing their jobs. Now, I mean, this is the absolute bits and lack of accountability. And uh, so, so, and I mean, the other thing is political interference in policing because, you know, people, I was one of those saying, look, it won't help to get rid of the Tommy. And I mean, I'm, I'm quite right because what's happened is the current National Commissioner has, has worked with, with the minister for years. He was, he was working with him when the minister was NEC in this province in the, in, in the early 2000s, then he became deputy. Um, deputy uh, national commissioner when when Fairley was commissioner. So basically, he just carries out instructions. You must understand that it is the minister of peace who is running the peace. I complain to Parliament. I say, but he's got no say. Of course, he shouldn't be operational. He is operational. He's out there deciding who investigates what, having the detectives reporting to him. This is completely untenable. So that's why we're in this mess. So people have to think about and protest and deal with it. I want people to, 
I want everybody to support good policing. Get involved in community policing forums, for starters. Find out what's happening to the police in those stations. Mm. Are they being treated fairly? Support them. Expose the corruption in the stations. Corruption is rife in SAPS, but the corrupt people are not being dealt with. Oh, Professor Mary de Haas. Very disheartening, very, very disheartening. But I think uh, a much-needed reality check in as far as uh, the state of our police is concerned as well. Honorary Research Fellow at the School of Law at UKZN. Uh, that's Professor Mary de Haas. Thank you for coming on to the show, speaking to this issue. So it is the ANC in KZN that has specifically been raising concerns, at least now, about the pace of investigations into political killings. And uh, you heard Professor de Haas really breaking down what she believes are the problems. Of course, the worrying thing is that we continue to see killings, political politically motivated killings or politically linked killings taking place on the eve of what would be uh, an election in 2024. If we aren't able to arrest it now, what are the conditions that we are allowing to prevail in what is going to be a very hotly contested election. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio the hashtag there SFM Talking Point. Let me kick it off in Newcastle. Swusiso, good morning. Good 